Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that actually remembers what happens next episode. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Oh, shit! Guys, I saw, like, the briefest part of the Netflix description and what the title was, and I was like, I know that one. I, for once, passed Bug Trubs and Robo Boyfriend. (laughs) I know something that might happen. Oh my god, that is so exciting. I think that might actually be the last time that that happened. I mean, not that I'm saying that there's definitely a giant snake, but you do remember (laughs) something about a giant snake. (laughs) No, but like, I remember broad strokes, but I'm not sure I remembered an episode like those two Mm. since the first season. So like, you actually know what's vaguely going to happen in this particular episode. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, I got a decent idea. Exciting shit. All right, well, we'll find out at the end here how much of an idea you have. Probably a great one. Yeah. I probably know everything. I haven't forgotten a single thing. Mind like a... Steel Trap. Steel Trap Lindley, that's what we call you. That is. STL for short. (laughs) Well, this episode is Lover's Walk, original air Uh date, 24th November, 1998. So I think we're coming up to mid-season break here. Right, and we are now at what you like to refer to as the second half of the season. No, no, that's episode 11. (laughs) Come on. Episode 8 is like, especially this one, I so got what you were talking about last time when you said like, we're about halfway through. Yeah. Because this really feels like, oh, wow, I guess it's, is it sweeps? Is that what's happening? I think around this time, like episode eight, episode nine, episode 10 kind of thing is the Mm -hmm. time when they care about viewership. Because yeah, there are all these things that are like kind of coming to a head and you're like, hey, this feels like the end of an arc, but it's only been eight episodes. That's weird. Right. We're about a third of the season through. But it feels more like half. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's this weird, like, dichotomy of not actually being half, but arc-wise kind of setting up the next half of it. I don't know. Yeah, we're setting up to, like, at least finish some of the things they had at the beginning. Oh, thank God, right? Holy oh Jesus. my God. I've just been waiting and waiting for this fucking episode. <laughs> I've been so sick of this shit. Anyways... It's been eight solid episodes of garbage happening between Willow and Xander, and now finally... garbage. Well, we come in with some more talk about the PXJTs. (laughs) No! I slept through the whole PXJT! I just need to date a guy who's gonna get into clone state. Leo, did you uh, see me on that test? I smoked it! I can't wait to see my time! Shit. And... Michaela, do you know what a good PXJT score is? I actually wrote down, this is so accessible to me. Because right? I like, have no fucking clue. I did some Googling because I was like, I have to know. Like, Okay. And then, like, from this conversation, what I came up with is that she got an A-, minus, right? Buffy did? No, Willow. Oh, Willow. Okay, On with her 740 verbal. verbal. Is that- <laughs> yeah. What, what, like, what is this test? Yo, fuck if I, I know. I know vaguely about the SATs, but like when you throw out numbers, Buffy got like a 14 something. That's really good from overall, what I can tell. But Willow got a 740. So hypothetically, you can get up to a 1500. Uh, there's multiple sections and they're not all worth the same amount. What in the fuck? I'm pretty okay. sure. And from what I could see, like between 1000 and 1100 is like kind of an average score. Uh-huh. So then a 1430 would be like bitching. Right. And 
then, like, I think the idea is that Willow's overall score is probably better than that. Yeah. But you can do better than a 740 on whatever that part was. Yeah. This is just <laughs> such an inaccessible thing yeah. to anyone who's not American. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> It's real good because they're, yeah, they're all talking about their SAT scores and giving no context as to really how good or bad things are. You just sort of infer it. Well, you infer it from the other characters' reactions, but if they were like, <laughs> oh, and the common range for this portion <laughs> of the test, I'm like, you know, that maybe wouldn't no. I also be accessible. <laughs> No, you know what would be good, though? Nah. If Willow's like, I got a 740. Oh my god, I'm so disappointed. Xander pipes up with, yeah, out of a possible 750. Willow, oh. you did great. And he he does something like that. Yep, but doesn't mention another number. No, he says that his entire score resembles that. <laughs> and I, I don't have any context. <laughs> But then if we assume that Buffy did about twice as well as Xander, that's why Buffy yeah. rocked it. Mm-hmm, right. Anyway, red alert! <coughs> Cordy is coming in. She is way too tan. God, she's Holy tan. God. But she does have red clothes on. <laughs> God, I hope you have some sort of really sweet red alert bit to go in there. Oh, yeah. Good. It's gonna be great. Don't worry. I mean, is this also a red alert because Xander's being the worst and is comforting Willow in a very inappropriate way? No, it's just red alert oh. because of Cordy doing her thing. That's fine. Yeah. She looks great. Oh, yeah. I did Definitely. notice. Even though she's too tan. Yeah, she's too nice. tan. And like, they've been doing this a lot. But in this episode, I noticed it especially. Like, them putting her in schoolgirl skirts. Oh, my God. It's so weird. Like, it has to just be an attempt to make her look younger. It doesn't work properly. No. <laughs> No. But she wears them all the time. And in this episode, she wears at least two. Yeah. It's, yeah, they're not good. It's I bananas. Don't like them. No. So Cordy says, oh, wow, Buffy, you did great on your PXJTs. You got like a 14-something or whatever. Yeah. You can finally get out of Sunnydale. What kind of idiot would ever want to come back here? <laughs> Our favorite idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh, I was so excited. This is the episode where Spike comes back. It's so good. Oh, Spike's classic intro. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this shot is basically exactly the shot, like yep. almost almost exactly, of when he first comes into Sunnydale, but yep. just with such a different tone. <laughs> so he crashes through the Sunnydale sign with his regular car. The door opens, but instead of the boot hitting the ground <laughs> ominously, you get a bottle falling out and smashing, uh, and then Spike's entire body just falls out after them. It's uh, great. So Spike's having some trubs, Michaela. Couple trubs. I mean, a main, yeah. one main trub, but... Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, alcoholism is his lesser trub, right? Sure. And it's, I mean, it's his crutch. <laughs> yeah. But not that that makes it okay. <laughs> he came back, but Drusilla's nowhere to be seen. Golly. Well, I guess that's the end of our cold open, Dave. Let's hope they explain it to us afterwards. They do. Don't worry. So... Oh, man. When Spike's singing my way. <laughs> mm, so good. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> So, uh, this is the first time in, like, quite a while that I've paid any attention whatsoever to the credits. Mm. I had forgotten entirely that, like, Seth Green was in the credits. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, anyway, he's been there forever. And mm -hmm. just for well, you, Dave. season three. Yeah. I mean, that's eight episodes. That's forever. Yeah. I noticed that Buffy doing her sexy dance is oh, still no. in the credits. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just like, is it ever going to leave? What if they left it in forever? <laughs> 
I consistently use the credits to just, like, catch up on writing things down from the cold open. Well, exactly, right? So that's why I don't look at them. Yeah. But I don't know why I decided to. So there you go. So Spike's walking around the old factory, his old haunt. And it took me again, like, a solid minute or two to realize where exactly he was. It's all charred by the Giles fire. Right. And it's all dark. And it's always been dark. <laughs> and I don't really have a good sense of what it looks like ever. So, so then seeing it charred, I'm like, is this the factory? But yes, we see Drusilla's old doll collection. Spike's monologuing about Drew. I mean, he's drunk, <laughs> but he also yeah. needs us to know what, what he's doing there. And right. he's he's very, very sad, but he doesn't really know what to do with his sadness. So he fuels it into anger, which, I mean, that seems like a very Spike way to go. There's a mm-hmm. moment in this where it's like a, like a straight on show shot of his face and it has this very strange quality to it and what it is and like I think it's probably noticeable at other points in the series but it's when they're going to do a transition into vamp face yeah and so then they have to do like the weird cg whatever's from the beginning of the shot so like there's yeah. just this whole shot of him talking and his face looking sort of like not a hundred percent right i don't know well then i really liked the vamp face transitions mm-hmm. in this episode because he like he gives his head a shake and then suddenly he's in vamp face and you're like nice yeah and other times they'll do it just straight on where like suddenly he goes from vamp face to normal or other way. And I think they do it pretty well. They've come a long way. And they'll, I mean, they'll just keep getting better and better at that, right? Yep. So yeah, Spike is very drunk. He <laughs> is missing Drusilla. Drusilla apparently walked out on him, which has got a sting quite a bit. And uh, we're all just glad to see him. He's really having a bad time, but we're really happy about it, I guess is what we're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That I love that that is his arc for this episode. <laughs> and it's just him coming back to Sunnydale, getting trashed, reminiscing about Drew, and then leaving when he realizes that he has to man up. And that is the whole thing is like, yeah, I mean, why does he come back to Sunnydale? Because this is where him and Drew had their last happy times. So yep. he's here to try to, you know, recapture some of that mope about it. And it, uh, <laughs> he just picks the best times to do that overall. Oh, there are so going to be good. some good moping times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we get to see some more of our favorite couple in this show, Xander and Willow. Xander, his shirt, though. Yeah. If you don't appreciate his acting with Willow, you've got to appreciate the shirt. I do. It's real good. Tell me about it, Dave. Well, it's a nice, tight, long-sleeve, what, Henley, I think? Sure. And, yep, he's looking like someone that, if he were ever in high school, A, would be kicked out because he's a fucking adult, (laughs) but B... Uh, A high school student with that body is going to have no problems with the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, tight shirts are not Xander's forte. They need to keep away from that. Lump him up, man. Get those lumpy sweaters. (laughs) So, for some reason, they've decided that going on a double date together is Mm -hmm. an A-OK idea. (laughs) It's such a terrible idea. I resent the idea that bowling is not classy. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Hey. Hey, now. (laughs) You be careful uh, what you say about bowling. I fully agree with you, Michaela. Excellent. Excellent. Just what I like to it's hear. It's a classy activity. Apparently, Willow has a thing for rented shoes. <laughs> Ugh, that's so gross. Oh, God. It's so weird. It's the weirdest. It's so weird. But yeah, there's a lot of cute stuff between <laughs> Xander and Cordy and Willow Nas. They're laying it on pretty, pretty fucking thick. Yeah, this is like the final build it all up where they're, they're both really happy. <gasps> or I guess their significant others are really happy (laughs) just so that well just so that they'll continue to be happy forever right to make the audience really sad (laughs) 
Oh, so, yeah, Cordy's locker is full of all these nice pictures of Xander that she just recently got developed because, you know, mm-hmm. that's what people used to have to do, suckers. <laughs> and then Oz has found an adorable Pez witch. Mm. Now, Oz is wearing, as always, he's wearing a giant shirt. Right. But he's wearing a bunch of colors that are very, like, in the red family. So, like, oh. orangey, reddy. His hair is also orange. And it just brings out the, like, pink undertone in his skin and <laughs> makes him look pretty tomato-y. Oh. And I feel like it was a mistake to dress him Poor in this Oz. way. <laughs> uh, uh. Maybe, maybe carrot-ish? Maybe care more carrot than tomato. Because he's not round. Yeah, 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 and he kind of has like carrot hair. Either way, green hair would be a bad combination oh. with this sort of clothing. Oh no, I, he could not. <laughs> yeah, no, he can't do green hair. I don't want any of that noise. So yeah, they're both being adorable couples, at least from the not Xander and Willow <laughs> side of things. Uh. And it's so nice to see them really solidifying as couples. You know, it's the good worst. Times. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Giles is going camping. So Giles gets to go on a retreat finally. So is this a Watcher retreat? So no, but it's a retreat for <laughs> Giles and he's always left out of the Watcher retreat. So God damn it, he needs his own. Well, this does bring us into our first segment. <laughs> mm. Vacation days. Everything's okay. Is this a segment about whether or not watchers get vacation? Uh, it's partially that and partially, guess how many other times in this episode we see Giles? Zero? (laughs) Right. So, seems like Anthony Stewart Head either had, like, vacation that he was using or had a filming, like, scheduling conflict or something. I don't know. He's not in this episode. Yeah. Except for this one scene. So he either had a thing, which, I mean, is very reasonable because, obviously, he had a lot of other cool stuff going on all the time. (laughs) Did he? (laughs) I mean... Mostly stage stuff, I would think. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, like, I mean, that doesn't seem very sustainable unless you're just going to go do, like, one performance of something. Right. And, but then, like, from the opposite side, too, though, like, where where does Giles even fit into this episode, you know? Oh, do you think it's more of a writing thing? Like, what is Giles' mm. role in this episode? Mm. I don't know. Like, I was trying to imagine, like, if Giles had been here. I think it would be more of what Angel's doing. Maybe. And I think it... Because part of this is like, okay, Buffy's scared. She's got these great grades. Maybe she can go to a different town for university or college or whatever it is. And she always wants to hear in this episode, people want her around. But that's not what you hear when this is happening in your life, right? You hear about people telling you about the places you can go and the things you can do. But that's not what she wants to hear right now. Literally everyone is like, oh, you should leave. Get out of here. Including Giles. Including Giles. he, He gets on this train a little bit. And I think it just would have been more of the same. But I mean, that's not a reason to have him in the episode just for one scene, right? And you need her to be like trying to figure things out with Angel because you need that for the other storyline, right? Right. The Angel malarkey or whatever you want to call it. So maybe he was just written out. Who knows? And I mean, as we see in this scene, you can't put Giles and Angel together. Yeah. Because like Giles even attempting to talk about Buffy visiting Angel, he's like clearly very uncomfortable, as he should be. As everyone right, should be. Him? Yeah. yeah. Who could turn evil at any moment. Yeah. Anyways. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that. Any moment is maybe a little strong, but these dum-dums <laughs> keep hanging out together. So who fucking knows, right? <laughs> but there's yeah. a lot of this this idea too of like, hey, Faith's here now, although we haven't seen her. <laughs> 
I mean, did we see her last time? She's technically here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was it glove time? It was it, yeah. It was glove o'clock. Yeah. yeah I okay. Was, I think it was glove time. So it was last pretty time. faith heavy last time. I I get that, but yeah, no no faith here again. That seems a little strange to me, but right, we'll get there. So yeah, Giles finally goes on vacation, and I guess just by himself. Yeah, Buffy mocks him about the amount of stuff he's taking with him. Oh god, he's taking so <laughs> yeah, much so, stuff. He's going for like two days or some shit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you noticed in this scene. I know you didn't. What am I even saying? Buffy's got a sweet butterfly clip in her hair. Fuck. <laughs> no, I didn't notice it. I was thinking about how uh, I didn't notice any butterfly clips. Oh, you fool. And I'm sure there were some. Yeah. And <sighs> it's interesting that like this whole idea that, okay, Buffy, you can go to college anywhere you want now because Faith is here. Like, why doesn't Faith... Faith get an education. <laughs> Why isn't her next watcher coming into town? Like, is Faith going to school? Has she ever been to school? She's not going to this school. <laughs> no. But yeah, we get to see more of this whole, like, Buffy's leaving, but doesn't want to be told that she's leaving. But Joyce is just like, hey, I found all these neat places you could go that are far the fuck away. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> It's your time to leave. I need this entire house to myself. I mean, it's it's some of that that Buffy's oh, Buffy's assuming it's all of that. Yeah. If I were Joyce, I would definitely want Buffy to be anywhere but the Hellmouth, right? <laughs> that whole yeah, sacred calling thing. Yeah, she doesn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. She will no, be alive. No, it's fine. Faith yeah. is here. Faith is here to do that. Yeah. Joyce is looking hella fly, as always. I certainly remember feeling like this when I was a kid. Not much, and not to the same extent that Buffy is, but I can sort of identify with the, like, oh, now it's time for me to leave, but won't that kind of suck? But everyone's just putting a good face on it and being like, nah, just get out of here. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but I liked being here. Well, it's like, this is where I'm comfortable, and, like, don't you guys, like, aren't you guys supposed to want me to stay? Isn't that... Like, I leave despite that, but then they don't want you to feel like you have to stay there. So they're like, no, go. And everyone's, yeah, playing this weird game about it, right? Mm -hmm. At some point after this, I think it's after this, Buffy goes to visit Angel and he's reading a book by Firelight. Now, I need to tell you about this book, Dave. Okay. It's so fucking pretentious. Oh. Is this, wait, is this the one where Spike is watching him read by Firelight? Well, Buffy goes to see him. At first, okay. and then she gets all pissy after he doesn't, he also tells her to leave. <laughs> and, and then she immediately yeah, right. leaves, and then I think Spike is lurking. Right. Okay. Anyways, so she she shows up, Angel's reading this book. The book he's reading is La Nausée. It's a Sartre book. So, <laughs> all right. Jean-Paul Sartre is, of course, a French existentialist. So that's uh, yeah. pretty pretentious as it is. La Nausée translates into nausea. And, okay, so this book, I'm going to read you from Wikipedia, concerns a dejected historian who becomes convinced that inanimate objects and situations encroach on his ability to define himself, on his intellectual and spiritual freedom, evoking in the protagonist a sense of nausea. Holy Lord. <laughs> and apparently, it also deals with the narrator's lost love, who feels she has changed too much to rekindle a relationship with him. <laughs> so wow. I just, the fact that this is the nonsense Angel's <laughs> sitting around reading, it makes me so happy. <laughs> By firelight. By <laughs> <Fucking> firelight. <laughs> so yeah, Spike is watching Angel at some point read his pretentious yeah. book. And it's the scene, Michaela. Yes. It's the scene that I, I remember. I was like, Dave's gonna be so excited. 
So Spike's like super angry at Angel. He's drinking a bunch and he just ends up passing out somewhere in the mansion, like on the other side of a wall with a hole in it. And then it's the sunrise comes up, uh, covers his hand, and then it just bursts into flame. (laughs) He wakes up with his hand on fire, goes over and douses it in the water and is just screaming around (laughs) until we see him in the next scene. And like, this is just pure physical humor, right? Oh, it's so good. Honestly, is there anything James Marsters can't do? I don't, don't, yeah. He's great. It's so good. And like his whole speech, well, he's watching Angel before this and he's all (laughs) drunk. I really felt like a sense of camaraderie with Spike at that time. Because I felt like he and I feel (laughs) the same way about Angel. (laughs) Yeah, you. You think I'm afraid of you? We were happy. You brainwashed her. I could just hear, I'll show you who's a cool guy. Yeah, where he's just a lot less fun yeah. now. And, I mean, obviously he blames Angel for a lot of his Drusilla-related issues, which eh, is probably, like, pretty true, <laughs> if we're being honest. Yeah, but it was also Drusilla and Spike's idea to get Angel sure, back. Sure, yeah, no. I mean, he can regret things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's just blaming it on Angel. Sure, yeah. <laughs> He's not going to blame Drusilla for anything. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Or himself. I mean, he's way too drunk for introspection. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if it was this scene or a previous one, but all of a sudden I looked at Buffy's hair and I thought to myself, mm-hmm. does it no longer have a ginger spice thing going on? I don't think it's ginger spice anymore. I think anymore. it she still has highlights that are like sort of a darker, maybe kind of strawberry blondish color, but like just normal highlights or maybe those are low lights. I don't know. It used to be crazy. I think though. her hair is pretty normal. Yeah. So it only took eight episodes. <laughs> No, 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 no. Ginger Spice went way back. Like, that was back to second season, I thought. It's from Anne. The, but the, like, ray of sunshine hair. Sure, no. Like, that, that was, was always happening. a while ago. But there was... I did not notice Ginger Spice before the beginning of this season. Well, I'll trust you on that. Yeah. So when Spike douses his hand in the water, is that holy water that he dips it into? Well, so I always had, like, the idea that it was because then he acts like the water, like, burns him more. Yeah. But, like, why would it be holy water? And it's not set up that it's holy water no in my memory this was definitely holy water and i was so confused when it wasn't he acts like it it hurts more than the fire did right but why would there be a pool of holy water just in the mansion where the vampires used to hang out yeah doesn't make any sense i mean when he gets in the car and pours like the liquor all over (laughs) it and then drinks the rest of the bottle that was just great (laughs) oh yeah so he goes to a magic shop and uh he's looking for some way to curse Angel, like <laughs> boils or making his bits fall off with leprosy. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, so Spike, so good. Like, I mean, how did he get here? It's day. I don't really know if I in care. Car. I guess I guess the car is all the blacked, blacked out. out. Car, yeah. But how does he see in the car? He's drive? got that little rectangle of uh, open space, and you hope the sun never comes in that. <laughs> And hits his eyes. Blinding him, right. Right. Possibly for quite a while. This store looks... It sort of looks like the magic box. Right? I was thinking it looked very similar to the magic box, but it's definitely not. Well, there are parts of it that do look very similar. So I wonder if they kind of like started either repurposed it or shot it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Or there are just like elements of it that look so similar, but right? then other things that look really wrong. Yeah, for sure. It's also not the magic shop where J. Cal bought her Orb of Thessala. No, that's that's true. But that, yeah. I mean, that guy died. Being a magic shop owner is a 
bad idea. Dangerous preoccupation that apparently Giles is going to pick up at some point. So good luck to him. (laughs) Man. Uh, I really, I mean, I liked how this, like, you know, hippy dippy (laughs) magic shop owner was like, no, like your energy is so negative. (laughs) (laughs) And she doesn't doesn't want to talk to Spike anymore. But who should show up? It's Willow. And she's getting ingredients for an anti-love potion. Yeah. Luckily, her sweater is really fuzzy. (laughs) So that should help with the potion. Yeah. God, it's so pink and so fuzzy. She owns so many different fuzzy sweaters. Such a weird idea. And the hats to match. Because she has yeah. like the, the purple fuzzy hat. She's definitely worn them together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, it's terrible. Anyway, so Spike sees this and he gets an idea. An awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. And he's like, oh, really? <laughs> and he just kills the shit out of the magic oh, shop owner. <laughs> so good. So good. I really like this. Yeah. This is, the, I mean, Spike at his best where he's a vampire. So he has no qualms about doing stuff like this. Yeah, he's just got free reign. Yeah. And so he's just like, oh, Willow knows how to do a love spell. I don't need you anymore. I'm pretty hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. Because like, he's a vampire. So he's going to kill a lot of people. But he yeah. also has been shown to be this guy who like has his motivations and pursuits pursues those above being a vampire, which is something we haven't seen much of other than him. Well, because all the other, like, you know, the little one-off vampires who don't even get to speak, they're just like... They're stunt guys I don't know, that are I don't know what up. they, yeah, I don't know what they do with their lives. They go around and kill people and then, I don't know, gamble? What are vampires like? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I really don't know. Go to Willie's bar? Oh, we haven't seen Willie in so long. Oh, Willie the snitch. Damn, Willie. Yeah, he should come he, back. He'll come back. Excellent. He's not gone forever. Excellent, excellent. Well, we get a bit of Mayor times where Mayor's talking about how he has a spike problem. I have one more thing. Go for it. When Spike kills the shop owner, uh-huh. there's not like a lot of blood on her, but his mouth is all covered with blood. Oh, Which blood. I think is like the first time we've ever seen like blood in a vampire's mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which That's is crazy. <laughs> But like, think about when um when Angel goes evil and kills that alley lady. Oh yeah. And then blows all the smoke out and is like bloodless. Zero blood. Yeah. Or when Darla bit Jesse in the first episode. Yeah. And then like his hand was just over his neck being like, I think you bit me. But <laughs> her, like, there's no blood to be seen yep. at all. So I'm telling you, season three, let the blood begin. Hell yeah, man. Blood finally. watch 2017. Fucking finally. Yeah. So yeah, mayor has a brief scene. It's kind of, I don't know. I guess we're checking in with the mayor every now and again at this point just to see how he's doing. They want to remind us that... Well, A, that the mayor is around and important, and they're they're sort of like, I think, trying to build up the mystique or yeah. like the backstory of the mayor of like, oh, he knows about Spike. Yep. He was always lurking in the background. Would he have stopped the judge? Oh, interesting. Maybe. Maybe he would have mobilized people if, hmm, actually, you'd think he would have been able to stop them assembling it because the judge is not what he wants. He doesn't want Armageddon. Well, he does, but he wants, you know. His own snaky kind of Armageddon. Right, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's that's a little troublesome. Well, Whatever. he's not perfect. Like any scene that the mayor is in just makes me happy because <laughs> he's just so good. Yeah, he's amazing. When he's talking about how he would sell his soul for a short game, 
but uh, he's already sold it apparently. Yeah. So he's like, maybe I could sell yours to a random <laughs> flunky. And the guy's just so unsure of how to react to it. Oh, uh, I mean, I actually love that guy too. Like that's his regular sort of assistant guy. Yeah. Like he's he's recurring, and he he's always just like he's so afraid of the mayor, Terrifying. and like so he's not sure if it's a joke. Never. He just he doesn't know how to react, and it's so good because he's the guy who had the dirty fingernails before yeah. or something. Oh yeah, no, he definitely did. Oh, the mayor does hate germs. <laughs> And uh, you can tell that the mayor just thinks that Spike is such a scamp and loves it. <laughs> oh, he is a scamp, though. It's so good. I and he, I think he calls Spike's antics shenanigans at one point. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so good. So let's talk about this whole anti-love spell that Willow's going to cast. Right. Where she decides to get Xander there before she's ready to do it. Is it a, a spell or a potion? Does he need to be there for it? She tries to not let him know what it is. She's like, oh, it's just chemistry, but it's clearly a spell book that she's reading from. I'm confused. She told Xander to meet her there probably because she needs him for the spell. And maybe he showed up a little earlier than anticipated. Right. But I mean, the bottom line here, and like, I mean, this is something we're going to come back to, is that Willow is doing magic that involves another person, and she doesn't feel the need to tell that other person about it. Or anyone, really. And, like, that's really fucked up. Yep. Like, it really is. Oh, yeah. And it comes from, like, I think it comes from a place of overconfidence more than doesn't anything. really get resolved until season six. <laughs> yeah. And it's a very much, like, you know, she's Willow. She knows the right thing to do. And, like, anything she tries to do is going to work. Yeah. And, like, that's probably true most of the time. But this, this situation where Xander makes the very good point that, like, him and love spells have had a pretty <laughs> bad time. Well, depends who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great that time. Bad time if you're Xander in the past. And so, yeah, he is, like, really pissed that she was going to just do this. And, yeah, I mean, even later... Willow does not learn this lesson very well because no. she's messing with Tara's memory yeah. just forever. And she's yeah. like, oh, I know best and this is the easiest way to resolve this. Like, uh, no, that's super fucked up. It really is. And not that she gets her comeuppance by having Spike attack them. <laughs> but he does do that. And you might say that people, yeah, that karma really doesn't take its time in this episode. <laughs> no. He knocks no. Xander out, which is serious business again. And I'm they, like, They're taking what? it so seriously. <laughs> it's so serious. Head wounds bleed. Oh my God, Xander had so much blood on his head. Blood on his face yeah oh, yeah it's, yeah he's covered in head blood, blood. Watch. shit yeah and like they're doing the thing again where they're like oh xander was hit in the head like this <laughs> is so bad it hasn't happened to giles nine times right <laughs> oh it's so yeah. weird but i love when Will when spike takes willow and xander back to the factory because where oh. else is he gonna go right right but yeah he's, he's got them like locked up in the basement and he's telling willow how She'll do this love spell for him and it'll work and it'll get Drusilla back. And if she doesn't do it or if she fucks it up or tries to mess with him, she'll like, he'll shove a broken bottle down her face and you're like, ah, you're scary. But then he just goes into drunken weeping about how Drusilla <laughs> left. And like the idea, this whole idea that she didn't care enough to even kill him. <laughs> like that is just, just so good. Just something to show that she cares. <laughs> And, like, yeah, his whole story 
about how she left him and the chaos demon and Willow's just like terrified but not really sure what to do and like awkwardly pats his his arm or whatever oh, <laughs> oh it's all so good yeah it's amazing oh, god um oh there was something I wanted to say right so there was a quick like another stupid Buffy Angel scene before which is maybe where Buffy had her whole sad like oh Angel isn't there a reason that I should stay here thing yep. And like, so, I mean, he says she should go, which is what everyone's doing. Uh-huh. But like, let's think about this. Buffy goes to wherever to go to college. Yeah. What, like, Angel's gonna follow her, right? Oh, yeah. Hundo P. Like, Angel is why... doing nothing but following her. That's literally what he does. Like, that's his whole jam. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea that, like, she needs to stay in Sunnydale because he's there doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> like, and then she's all upset about it. And yep. then she goes to do jump rope in a push-up bra. Oh, I was not sure there was any bra involved at all. <laughs> no, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of pushing up happening. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of up and down happening in general. I mean, she's, when, she's really thin, okay? When Buffy's talking to Angel, she's wearing like a real cleavage shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like super cleavage No, but, yeah. and that's the same shirt she's going to wear for the rest of this episode. She wasn't wearing it in the jump rope scene. Are you sure? Because then she's wearing it when they go everywhere else. Well, no, she had like, a, it was like drapes, the one that she was wearing when she was <laughs> okay. with Angel. Maybe she and has then multiple. She, turns in, she changes into an exercise shirt, and I think that's the one she's wearing for the rest of the episode. Maybe. Because she's wearing, like, a tracksuit for the rest of the episode. <laughs> she's sweet, sweet gym clothes. Hell yeah, man. So Cordy and Oz are like, oh, shit, something went down here, and they go tell Buffy that shit has gone down. And they're very concerned because things have clearly happened in whatever was happening in this room that looks very yeah. magic-y, which is not good. No. Uh, I'd like to point out that Cordy looks around 32. <laughs> <laughs> this outfit she's wearing. In her school go- girl outfit? Yeah. No, no. It's in oh. her bowling outfit now. Oh, no. Her right. bowling outfit has just aged her right the hell up. Yeah, it's not Yeah, good. no. Mm. No. Mm. And her hair's back in kind of like a half up thing. It's all bad. I mean, yeah. she looks amazing, but oh, she sure. does not look at high school. God. Goodness, no. Goodness, no. <laughs> So they're concerned. So Buffy basically says, okay, well, you guys need to go find Giles. Because <laughs> Which will take he'll them know the what rest to do. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'll stay here and do question mark. <laughs> so Willow's told Spike that she doesn't have everything she needs for the spell. Mm. And she, I guess, gives him sort of a, a laundry list of things to go grab. <laughs> I mean, let's just let's just get right into this segment. Because it's what I like to call Spice World. <laughs> Yep, I wrote Spoice Lives Again. How did it happen again? I, I was so not ready for it. Like, first we got Joycels and Band Candy, like full-on Joycels, and now oh, there's yeah. more Spoice action? It's amazing! Because why would they bother to banish a vampire that they've invited into their homes that's crazy, right? So Spike can just wander on into Joyce's home. And in Joyce's mind, Spike is okay. <laughs> right, because the last time... time- saw him. Yeah. He was a drummer. Well, that, and he was clearly, like, teaming up with Buffy to fight Angel, who in her mind is evil. 
right? So like this whole thing and like he's telling the whole story to her again. Oh my god. When he, uh-huh. when it cuts, to, like he shows up in her home and I was like, oh no, what's gonna happen? And then it just cuts to her making him hot chocolate and him telling his sob story about Drusilla leaving him. And Joyce like trying to offer him like condolences or like advice about it. And then she's like, do you want some, some mini marshmallows? <laughs> Oh, it's so good. But Angel shows up. He sees that (laughs) Joyce is sitting down talking with Spike. And he's like, that's no good. Why is he even there? Weird. Anyway, he's He's lurking around Buffy's home. fucking knows. Always. Oh, yeah. No, no. He's just always lurking. It's a constant lurk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he shows up and he's like, Joyce, you have to let me in. Because he rebounds off the force field, right? Right. I I actually really liked how they did the rebound off the force field. Mm -hmm. That was well done. It was good mime work from David Boreanaz. Yeah. Or a stunt double or something. Who knows? <laughs> but then when he's when he's pressing himself against it, that's yeah, good mime work. I know how you love mimes. I do. I love those mimes. They're pretty great. No. Yep. <laughs> but but Spike is doing such great comedy behind <laughs> Joyce. <laughs> She's like put herself between Angel and Spike so he can't get at him. And oh my god. Spike does the like bleh, I'm a vampire thing at her neck at one point. Yeah. Just taunting like, Angel. I'm gonna eat her. <laughs> And yeah, when when Joyce is like, you get away from here, Spike's like, yes, you're a very bad man. (laughs) It's just amazing. It's so good. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, Buffy shows up and almost stakes Spike. Yeah, basically ruins everything. (laughs) She takes all the fun away. (laughs) But whatever. I mean, saves her mom. I mean, poor Joyce is so confused. You think that Buffy could, like, maybe have told her about what went down? I don't know. No, apparently not. (sighs) She's got to keep these secrets so that they can come out at the worst times. As they do. Angel's wearing an insane jacket. Oh, really? Tell me about it. It's it's brown, first of all. Oh, no. I mean, that's just, ugh. And then, like, he wears a lot of dark brown this episode. I think, like, good Angel can't wear black because that's too much like a bad Angel thing. Definitely no leather pants. Those are too fun. No. And it's sort of like a velvety kind of material. No. It's, no bueno. No, it's not good. Oh, God. I hate good angel so much. <laughs> so Spike's, I, he basically just enlists Angel and Buffy to like help uh-huh. him uh-huh. go get stuff for the spell. Because he's basically like, oh, if you don't help me, your friends will die. <laughs> I love later on. It's not quite here. But Buffy's just like, he probably just has him locked up in the factory. That's all he knows how to do. Spike's look of terror and panic. (laughs) And then his like, attempts to laugh it off. I wouldn't be that stupid. And like, this for me is really, we're well into badass DK now, right? Like, it was starting to happen before, but then Spike sort of gets like, a little bit of his badassness back when, I mean, he's helping Buffy, yes, but he's doing it all for like, purely selfish reasons, and he gets to beat the ever-loving shit out of Angel, right? Now he's just so goofy. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong, I love it, but I'm much less scared of him, even though he's just attacking random people. And even the the scene where he was threatening willow oh yeah no willow's doing pretty good like scared and so from that perspective you're kind of like okay i mean i'm i'm feeling the the scared vibes from willow but i'm still just not buying that it's coming from spike i guess i mean he's threatening her with a broken bottle and that was pretty effective for me i think overall from this episode he's very goofy and let me tell you i love it (laughs) 
It's <laughs> great. It's so funny. Yeah. Oz and Cordy are on their way to Giles, and uh, Oz has a smellogram. He can smell Willow. <laughs> He can smell that she's scared. Uh What a weird (laughs) fucking power. In a van. Yeah. Yeah. And like this like idea of like residual werewolf powers. I I don't know. (laughs) It's not it's not great. But I mean we get more spike. He's reminiscing about killing a homeless guy with Drew. Like, oh, this is the bench where we (laughs) killed that homeless man. Oh man, and like the the annoyed looks that Buffy and Angel are doing behind him are actually really funny. Like they're just so sick of this. Their friends are in danger, and all Spike can do is wander around, being like, "I miss uh, Drusilla." Yeah, and they're just like, "Dude, like we're helping you, but we don't want to take us to our friends." You fucking idiot. Or at least like tell us what's next on the list. So yeah. we can get this over with. And Spike's having none of it. He's so mopey. It's amazing. <laughs> Just, it's it's all so funny and so good. <sighs> they, they are going shopping for magic things. They go back to the shop that he ransacked. Yeah. And Spike has a nice monologue about how love makes you cray-cray. Angel gets him all riled up, which I liked, actually. Because, I mean, even good Angel would still know how oh, yeah. to rile Spike up. And But he goes on this, yeah, his whole melodramatic thing about love. But he's telling this to Angel, who is older than him. Like, I mean, why does Angel at least not... Ah, I just... (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. We cut back to our favorite couple, right? Taking... Yeah, they're taking the head wounds super seriously still, so that's good. It's important stuff. I... I really didn't clock how much blood Xander has on his head until so much. it was mentioned that, yeah, this has generally been a bloodless show up till season three. Huh. He's too weak to stand, right? Because this is a serious head wound. Yeah, so he gets very dizzy when he tries to stand. I liked that Willow at least had a very realistic expectation of what Spike was going to do to them. <laughs> the Kill them are... either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do the spell and die or don't do the spell and die. Their yeah. best option is he forgets about them and they starve to death. <laughs> And, like, I love that that's also a reasonable expectation. We go from from this, you know, Willow quipping about them, their impending death, mm-hmm. to Xander attempting to stand and the worst thing ever happening. Right. So they start making out because why the heck not, right? <gasps> impending death situation. There's an exemption for that. <laughs> oh, no, there is not. Because Oz and Cordy show up. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, they Ooh. are not super happy about seeing this cordy starts running away and she brings us into our final segment of the evening total recall (laughs) this has a subtitle and that is deja vu john concentrate i need you to concentrate close your eyes what why why what are you doing i need you to maximize your visual memory try to picture what you saw can you picture it yeah can you remember it Yes, definitely. Can you remember the pattern? Yes. How much can you remember it? Well, don't worry. Because the average human memory on visual matters is only 62% accurate. Yeah, well, don't worry. I remember all of it. Really? Yeah, well, at least I would if I can get to my pockets. Took a photograph. I mean, this really is the episode of Things Dave Remembers. And then I remembered the next episode. I was like, what is happening? What? Something about about these episodes really stuck with you. I mean, some pretty intense things happened, so. Right. So Cordy falling through the stairs and getting impaled on rebar, A, happens. I was right. B, (laughs) is something that is pretty big. And yeah, I should have remembered happening. 
I'm wondering if when you told me that something like that happened, did I say who can say? Almost certainly. <laughs> Almost certainly. Uh, yeah, so as I was talking about immediate karma, I mean, unfortunately, karma targets the wrong person. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, the, the person who's already been hurt then gets hurt more just physically now instead of emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, as well as emotionally. It's all bad stuff. It's really bad. Yeah. She yeah. falls down and you're like, oh God. And then there's the rebar and you're like, it's even worse than I thought. Yeah, she full on got impaled by that rebar. Yep. And it's it's not good times. But at least I remember things. Uh, you sure do. Yeah. Uh, so it's a win for us. And okay. Xander basically immediately gets up and is able to run up the stairs after her. Oh, that's such a good point. <laughs> and then and then he like goes down to help her yep. and has to basically like lower himself into this pit. Yeah. After just sustaining a head wound. Wow. I mean, adrenaline. Uh, I guess. That's such a good point. There's no way he could have done any of that. But going back to the fun part. The giant fight scene with a bunch of other oh, vampires. So good. Okay, so before this, Amazing. Spike and Buffy are arguing a bunch. And all I could think the whole time was that they just have so much more chemistry than Buffy and Angel do. <laughs> It's not hard. No. But it like does Spike just have chemistry with everyone? Probably. Mm, yeah. <laughs> not with Willow in this episode, but if he wanted to, he could definitely turn the charms on for Willow. Uh, but yes, then the vampire crew sent by the mayor is there to take care of Spike because this is an important year, Dave. Mm. Important things are happening in Sunnydale. We can't have hooligans like Spike messing things up for us. Hell nah. But Spike has some backup. <laughs> I love whether they're just like, now we'll let you guys leave. You're no part like, of this. Uh, we kind of have to. <laughs> and then they just start punching everyone. <laughs> it's great. They're fighting in the espresso pump. They're fighting in the magic shop. They're fighting on top of cars. They're doing yeah. all sorts of things. Remember when the fight scenes were bad in this show? No. They were so bad. The the like, <laughs> I've blocked them. There was one where Angel was disrupting the blood delivery or something. Oh, yeah. It was such a bad fight scene. This, though. This is so fun. So good. And yeah. it just goes on and on. And it's just such exciting violence the it whole time. It's like five to ten <laughs> it's, minutes. It's, it's a so lot of fight scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Basically, the fight scene happens. It's hella long. <laughs> yeah. And then Spike's just like, wow, you know what? <laughs> After fighting, I've realized I don't even need that fucking spell. Your friends are in the factory. You were right. <laughs> I just need to find Drusilla wherever she is, tie her up, and torture her until she loves me again. He's just so happy. He's he found so delighted. <laughs> You know, this whole episode, he's been really, you know, oh, yeah, you guys are definitely just friends. Oh, yeah. So there's been a lot of that good stuff, too. And he just leaves. They don't stop him. <laughs> he's just gone. <laughs> Why don't they stake him? Why? <laughs> you know what I think it is? He he drops, like, another one of those you guys clearly aren't friends bombs on them. And then, like, they're too caught up in the emotional realization of that truth to follow him. <laughs> I love that Spike just gets away again. It's so yep. good. It's just Such what Spike scamp. always does. The scamps are always just getting away, no problem. Like, they really do, though, because they're so fun. You can't kill them. Yeah. This episode is the reason that Spike's going to come back again, obviously. Yeah, because he's a regular through season four and beyond. And this was the episode where it was decided, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Spike's great. We need him to be a regular cast member. Well, and, like, this is what we're going to kind of need Spike to do in season four. Mm. Like, like, and so maybe this episode was sort of like with this level of badass decay, is he's 
still someone we want around? And the answer is obviously yes. Yeah, Hondo P. So we get a nice touching scene of Xander comforting Cordy as it sort of just like fades to black. And I was like, okay, I know she's in Angel, the TV <laughs> show, so she doesn't die, right? And then it cuts to a funeral and I'm like, what? You know what this is, Dave? Well, what is it? This is the Simon asks how Kaylee is and Mal <laughs> says, Kaylee's dead. Right. It is. <laughs> it so is. Yep, and yeah. then she's just fine. <laughs> oh god, and they're all laughing about it. Oh, it fucking kills me every time. It's so good. But uh, let's, you know what, let's uh, take a second to just put our commentary to the side and welcome in some commentary from someone else. It's our favorite IMDb reviewer. Teeks. Taylor Kingston. TK, TK. So, in his words, or hers, we don't know. Cordelia actually falls down and gets impaled, and then you see a funeral. They trick you into thinking she died. Don't worry, she was okay. But her relationship with Xander and Willow's relationship with Oz is now very rocky. Thank you, TK. You're an Aces, Aces stand-up person. Calling her relationship with Xander rocky <laughs> is really underselling it. <laughs> By the way, this episode was a 10 out of 10. Wow. And one person found it useful. This is a very fun episode. This is a super fun episode. And especially what we know about TK, you know, things are fun. TK has fun. That that checks out for me. Yep, for sure. But Xander has a little scene with Cordy. He like brings her flowers and she's just like, stay away from me. That's a good call. Absolutely. Like, and so, I mean, we have these two, these two things now, right? We have, is Oz going to take Willow back? Is Cordelia going to take Xander back? Yep. And Oz, it's sort of more left up in the air. Like Willow's like, he doesn't want to talk to me. We see him playing guitar. But then, I mean, we have this scene of Cordy and like, from what we know about Cordy, she's not really the kind of person who you betray and then she's like, oh, I can forgive you. No, that doesn't seem Especially like like on this level, that would very much be out of character for her, I think. But this is episode eight Mm -hmm. and there are 22 episodes in a season and Oz and Cordy are both in the credits. Yay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and as we saw with Angel, they will go to any lengths to just put them in an episode for one scene where they have one line, if that's what it takes. So we'll add to our blood watch, Oz and Cordy watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of watches happening. That's fine. I mean, at least we we don't have to worry about Angel in that way anymore, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, there'll be occasional yeah. times where he pulls the Giles here and just goes on a retreat or something, but... <laughs> Nothing like the pointless dream sequence with him that we had for like three episodes in a row. Jeez. We get a fun scene. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> of Buffy breaking up with Angel? <laughs> yeah. So so this outfit that Buffy's wearing, uh-huh. which might I add is my favorite outfit. This is the kind of thing that like you wear to your grandma's house when she's having you over like with her friends. It's like a weird mix between like kind of formal, but like I'm a teenager, so I can't be too formal. And it, it's not a breakup outfit. Not that I'm sure what a breakup outfit is, but she's got this like, it's sort of like a green tank top with like a pattern on it and then a yellow cardigan and like brown dress pants and this really tiny little purse. Oh, I thought it was a backpack. It's like a tiny purse, I think. It's just so strange. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to... Ah, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, she does break up with Angel because he loves her and obviously that's going to end terribly. Did you notice? that he had his tiny twigs again (laughs) no oh (laughs) tiny twigs just tearing those tiny Uh, twigs apart yeah it cuts to him and he's tearing the tiny twigs and i lose my mind (laughs) (laughs) oh as you should yeah 
Oh, he loves those tiny twigs, man. And she's just like, I can't see you anymore. And he's like, I don't accept that. And you're like, calm down, buddy. Like, (laughs) back it up. Yeah. You'll accept whatever she says to you. Like, who is he to be like, no, I think we can make this work. Like, no, no, you clearly cannot. Yeah. Just so not true. The actual button on the episode, though, is Spike <laughs> driving back to Drew in his blacked out car with the little rectangle of he can see out of it. And what does he do to turn? I don't know, man. Just goes for it, I guess. He goes for it. He's a vampire. You've got to be a defensive driver against that sort of thing. And he's singing my way, but he's happy this time. <laughs> is there a better button than this in the whole series? I have to imagine that the answer to that is no. There's the stinger where on the puppet show where you see the three Scoobies doing their uh, <laughs> Oedipus Rex reading. <gasps> but like, that's a that's a legitimate stinger. Yeah, it's a stinger. Right? This is a button. And I think this is the best button we're going to get. <laughs> uh, so fun. Yeah, uh, really good. Don't, don't leave forever, Spike. Don't drive oh, out of our hearts. He won't. No. So, Michaela. Can I tell you a little bit about the next episode that's coming up? I would love, love that. It's called The Wish, and I Mm -hmm. won't tell you too much because I don't want to spoil it for you. No, of course. Cordelia Mm. makes a wish that there was no Buffy in Sunnydale. Mm -hmm. And that's like the one bit of the Netflix description I got before I could avert my eyes because thanks Netflix. Uh, It really just... (laughs) shoves it right at you shows you right where (laughs) where you're looking what's gonna be happening but from this i did remember okay so buffy's not in sunnydale because cordelia made this wish i'm assuming buffy isn't in the episode too much which will be interesting but i do know that basically everyone's a vampire and there's some like crossover thing where good angel has to or good uh willow has to pretend to be vampire willow i'm pretty sure that's this episode and (laughs) oh maybe not (laughs) Maybe yes. Who knows? That's that's what I'm thinking it is, at least. Who's to say, Dave? Excellent. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear that I'm right. <laughs> uh, if it's that episode, then I don't know how the two timelines are crossing over like that. But I don't know, man. Uh, Seems pretty legit. Because, yeah, if, everyone's, if Buffy's gone, everyone's a vampire. That makes sense. And then they've got to deal with that some way. They can't just, like, leave it as, oh, that wish took place. There's got to be something there. Do you yeah. remember who... Cordelia makes the wish to? No. Okay, cool. Whistler. <laughs> Fuck, can you even imagine? <laughs> this like n- super neutral guy <laughs> is like, yeah, let's see what happens if the Slayer never comes here. If it's Ethan, I will lose <laughs> my shit. <laughs> Listen, Dave. Uh-huh. If Ethan had that kind of power. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be doing that shit himself. Who would it be? Is it Anya? Maybe. Oh, amazing. Because <laughs> she is Vengeance Demon. And yeah, she would have that kind of power. <laughs> All right. I'm excited for that. That'll be cool. Good. And yeah, and then there's something. I swear this is the one where there's a crossover and Willow has to like wear a corset or something. <laughs> Because she's evil and therefore slutty. I mean, there's leather involved. Let's yeah. make no bones about that. No. You know, we're going to have a good time. For sure. For it's going to be a good sure. time. Well, Michaela, did you like this episode? This episode is super fun. Mm. I really just wish there was more Spike all the time. <laughs> wish. I will. I will get that wish eventually. So we finally got, hopefully, what is the end of Xander and Willow. I really hope so. I Although, mean, after Cordelia gets impaled. 
if they were to be like, you know, there were some pretty bad consequences to that, but we're going to go back to it. Yeah, yeah, that would be irresponsible. Uh, But it's not like they were responsible before. But yeah, yeah. if that's ended, then that is just amazing. And this episode should be praised to uh, heaven and back. (laughs) I remembered things about this episode. I loved that. I loved that Spike was there doing his scampy thing. No. The fight scene was amazing and it went on so nice and long. Oh, it was great. Like just forever. At one point, Angel got knocked down by a door coming in and just got trampled by a couple vampires. (laughs) Walked on the door. And they don't give a shit about him. They just keep walking over him. Oh, it's amazing. Yay. Yeah, it was good times. And I don't even think we need to say this, but obviously Spike won this episode. Spike won this episode for sure. Yeah. No one else even comes close. I mean, everyone else was really sad at the end. Yeah. So, and Spike had basically, he turned his whole life around. And didn't we, really, the viewers, win this episode because we got to see more spoice? We got spoice. We got the end of this Willow and Xander bullshit. Amazing. And now the wish is coming up. God, ah, it's so good. It's all good from here on out and there's never another bad episode. That's what we've learned today. (laughs) Sweeps. Well, listeners, Uh. if you'd like to get in contact with us about anything we've said over the course of the show, you can email us, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. You can go to the Reddit, buffy.reddit.com. Or you can talk to Mikhail or I personally on matrix.org, the free and open source social network. I'm on there at I am Neo and Michaela. I'm on there at not like this. <laughs> not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Well, make sure to hashtag all those not like this. Uh, welcome to the Hellmouth, so we know you came from the show. Until next time, farewell well from, from the, the Hellmouth. Hell Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.